Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Scarlett Curtis. I am the Root Canal Queen. And I'm Grace Campbell. Um... I too have been a root canal survivor and it is truly the worst in the world. Each week we check in to recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and talk about everything we've been loving, hating, watching, consuming. Feeling any sorts of feelings about anything. Um, yes, I'm not feeling great. I'm so sorry this episode is late. I have had... Well, I thought last week was my week from hell, and turns out this week was my week from hell. I just think things are not going so well at the moment. So you had to have two root canals, which for (laughs) anyone listening, if you haven't had a root canal, it is really, I was describing it to someone recently, actually, because this is such a weird reference, but basically there are these types of vibrators that suck on your clit and I hate them because it yeah. feels like all of the nerve endings in your vagina are like burning. And that's basically I a root canal them. is that times 50 where it's like, it feels like every single part of your body is being electrocuted. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I love those vibrators personally. That's what the Lily Allen one I is. I don't. And I favorite. hate it when a man does that. When a man sucks on my clit, I'm like, oh no, it just feels too much. Overwhelming. Really? don't like it as much with a man as I do with a machine um anyway yes so I had Monday Tuesday I was very depressed which is something that happens to me every now and then it was really really tough two days and then Tuesday night I was like starting to feel a bit better I was like tomorrow's gonna be great I'm gonna catch up with everything blah blah blah. woke up in the morning felt like I had was being electrocuted in my whole face um I couldn't like sleep I couldn't eat the pain was so bad went in for an emergency root canal on Wednesday it was hell I have so much anxiety and trauma about the dentist it's just like my worst thing and then um was like okay at least it's finally over woke up on Thursday and again electrocuted pain in the other side of my mouth had to go in for another emergency root canal Two root canals in 24 hours. Um, I am hypermobile, which I've been getting lots of comments like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm hypermobile, which generally means you have quite weak teeth if you've got extreme hypermobility, which I do. And I've also got a very small mouth. So all my teeth sort of crammed together. And I sort of also think this is the result of COVID. None of us have been to the bloody dentist in like a year. But I don't really get... um 
like how because I thought with the root canal it's like it, it just comes out of nowhere as well so I even think if you have regular checkups at the dentist they can't really see like when the nerves no they just can't like die it's like yeah. you just can't predict it I remember when I had to have mine it was literally I was having a great day and then I was in the most excruciating pain and that day mm. I had to go and get it sorted it just comes out of nowhere no you have to do it. and also pain I mean painkillers don't work on me that well anyway but I was honestly like downing painkillers and it was having no effect and then the best the like only plus side of having a root canal is that you can normally chew on the other side of your mouth by the end of yesterday I'd had root canal on both sides of my mouth so I was like at my mom's church trying to chew a grape with my front teeth because my front teeth were the only teeth that didn't hurt um yeah it's just little rabbit really I think it's really hard when like lots of bad things happen in the row like feel like they do to like not just feel kind of really down under it like obviously none of these events are connected and sometimes timing and the universe is just weird but I do feel a bit like beaten up by life I also literally feel beaten up I've got a huge fucking bruise on my cheek because of one of the root anyway yeah I think it's hard when stuff like that all comes at once it's really hard not to take it like personally and feel like oh this is something I'm doing something wrong or like this yeah it just does happen like I was saying to you yesterday the thing about any kind of health thing like a fucking root canal is you have no control over it like I just said you can be having a great day and then suddenly you've got an insane need to go to the dentist and have something removed from your teeth it just happens very quickly like that I know it's it's totally and and I think it was just I'd already been really low before and then obviously like last week was my birthday and like the car crash and I don't know it's just been a lot it's been a lot and I think I'm not very good I, I need to sort of um reset a bit but I'm not quite sure how I might do some cold water swimming cold water swimming for sure I think I was it's so a bit sick. of both you know there's that, that type of sick where you're so sick you can't really watch tv like mm. which for me is like the top 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 level I was in so much pain that I sort of just had to like lie in a dark room and listen to yeah. an audiobook so I couldn't even like open my eyes which is really a lot screen. for me um anyway yeah. how's your been a side chain a side note but I have heard that, that is what covid is like when you have really bad covid yeah. it's like you can't look at your phone you can't look at the tv um and on a small scale when I got my vaccine that is what it felt like I was like not even lying in bed and watching like real housewives is pleasurable mm. for me because my entire body yeah. was aching no um, I know yeah I'm good um <laughs> this week I've been much better my nausea has gone last week I was honestly like oh I'm I'm pregnant like I was seriously gagging at everything and I had to get one of my friends to come every time I wanted to open my fridge I had to get people to change my bins for me because my nausea was like so bad I was actually saying to Jack I couldn't come in my kitchen for like two days because of the association I have of smells in Mm. my kitchen so even coming into the room I would gag even if there was no smell it would make me gag like fridges and bins are a huge trigger for me and my nausea last week was just out of this world anyway I don't think I'm pregnant um I think it was just really bad anxiety (laughs) Um, I would agree I would agree because I would say I've had like a a fair few periods since the last time I had sex anyway um I am definitely feeling better this week and it's like it's so nice 
when you see how temporary these these feelings are and that's what I was saying to you last night like I know it, it when you're like feeling it you're like I was like oh my god I'm gonna be this like anxious mess that I was when I was 18 years old all over again like everything had come back it was all of my terrible symptoms of like not really being there when I'm there and like it was, it was horrible last week and then like I woke up on Monday and it had gone so it is temporary everything is temporary this podcast should be called excess of everything is temporary <laughs> oh you make me want to cry yeah I just think it's so hard not to feel like you're just back in like the worst place of your life but things do move on um oh they do I do have two I do have two game show ideas one is called um am I hungover or is it corona and the other is called am I pregnant or am I anxious yeah having a bad reaction to my medication (laughs) because I feel those are the questions I get asked and ask most of the time but I literally am writing this new bit about like how women spend so much of their lives thinking they're pregnant like even yeah. when you've had a period or like you're so much of my time I'm like oh I'm 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 in a really bad mood or like I feel a bit sick I must be pregnant but also why are women just like always sick I hate it so much I we've know. always got well, tummy like- aches I know it's so true but I do think like in a way men are probably like having ailments they just like will have a drink instead and won't say it out loud I don't know two of my brothers are like freakishly healthy like truly never got a filling never got a cold never got a anything and then my little brother me and him are very physically similar and he too is sick all the time Mm. I don't know I think so my dad is like the king of ailments like he's got so many medications for so many different issues and he's always like having health problems so I'm so used to like that and my brother's yeah. quite no to be fair my my dad's had diarrhea for like 60 years yeah that's like my dad that out on the podcast. he has to go and get the the camera up his bum hole like every two months mm. and then he also my dad got um What's that awful thing? Oh my god, he'll, we actually speak, have spoken about this on our podcast. Um, it's it's an illness that only really existed in like pre-war times, and it's like a really, Scurvy. really, really no. It begins with a D. It's like a really, really, really bad stomach thing, and he nearly died. Fuck, what's it called? It begins with a D. Um, I'll have to look it up during this podcast, but he got that. And my mum didn't believe him. So my mum was like, no one's had that since like 1910. And he <laughs> caught it somewhere. Like he was traveling in like the Middle East and he caught it. And basically he was really ill. This is why he says I'm his favorite member of the family. Cause he was so ill. Like when I say it was the most disgusting thing, he was like sweating like so much. And my mum was like, he was in bed. And my mum was like, I'm going to go to the opera now, Alistair. So I hope you're okay and then I stayed in bed with him and then it got really bad so I called an ambulance and then um I di- d- 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 um it was really bad and then Did they came picked him up and no it was um <laughs> they, they picked him up and they were like um this is really bad he had to be in like a special quarantine section of the Royal Free Hospital because he'd picked up it's not disserence but it sounds like that that Disarray. always happens in Grey's Anatomy. They're like, we haven't seen this disease since pirates. And then they like lock yeah. them away and then they try and figure out like, what, and then the guy's like, yes, I was foraging for pirate gold. So that's probably how it comes. <laughs> that's what he was doing. He was, yeah. he was foraging. He was for foraging pirate gold. in the Middle East. Yeah. 
for oil and then he yeah. got um this dissonance anyway I'll remember it but okay um he my father is such a little hypochondriac me and him used to bump into each other in the emergency GP every day because me and him both have terrible hypochondria that's um, why I do think that about men my favorite me and my dad being sick story was we were in New York and my dad never really has had anxiety well I'm not going to go into my dad's mental health but he'd never had a panic attack before and we were at this big event and he was really stressed he was organizing the event and he was like my chest really hurts and he we went outside and he started kind of like hyperventilating he was like my chest really really hurts like it's really scary my chest really hurts and Obviously, it was a panic attack, but then because I have anxiety and so much of my anxiety is like my dad dying, I started having a panic attack that my dad was having a heart attack. So then I like stopped being able to breathe and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we need to call an ambulance. Like, you're dying, you're dying, you're dying. And I'm like hysterically crying. Call this ambulance. My mum comes out, watches both of us just having simultaneous panic attacks in the middle of the street and calling this ambulance. And then I like made him get in the ambulance. And then he was like I'm not sure I'm not sure and then they said it will cost you $900 to ride this ambulance to the hospital just just for the just for the just just for for the the ambulance yeah and then my dad was like okay yeah it's definitely not a heart attack (laughs) but my mum said it was one of the worst moments of her life because we were just both having panic attacks on each other but it's it's really funny like that that is so my dad and my brother it's my favorite fucking story ever but like so that the the men in my family are like pussies like serious pussies (laughs) so Rory my brother had gone to get an injection because he was traveling somewhere and he was at the Royal Free and he got the injection and then he was um paying at the end and he fainted and cracked his skull on the floor oh my god so me and my mum were at the hairdresser. We were at Michael Ryan Clark's. My dad calls us and he's like, oh, Rory's um, collapsed in the Royal Free. And we were like, well, you go. Like, we're getting our hair done. My dad goes. Rory's, like, now in hospital bed because he had really low blood sugar or, like, something. So he's now in hospital bed on a drip. My dad gets there, sees Rory's needle in his arm and also then faints and cracks his skull. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they both spent the night in fucking hospital. For nothing. Oh my god! And we were like, and then we were still really amazing. We got a call being like, Alistair's now another man down, basically. And we were like, okay, I'm not. We're not coming. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> another man down. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the best. But best what's so jokes is that my dad had a private room because he's like a celebrity. So they were like, we can't have you like in the ward. And then Rory was just in the fucking ward. And my dad had like a TV and he had like the nurses. Like obsessed with him. And Rory was just in the like civilian section of the hospital. Oh my God, that's so funny. But it's it like that funny I... thing of like you seeing your dad and then bugging out because you're because he's bugging out. Yeah. But that also is like one of my parents fly with me they always go in business and I'm always in economy and it's like okay bye (laughs) (laughs) bye 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 I know it's the worst and then they always like sneak up to steal some food and then you yeah you try and go and see them and they're like excuse me we're actually having a really nice time Scott go back to where you came from (laughs) and I'm like great I'm glad you're sleeping in your flat bed yeah in your Um, double bed double bed with a little duvet they always used to bring us back presents from holiday and it was just whatever they got from the flight, like the kind of free in-flight wash bag. And I thought it was such a great present until I took a flight 
and was like, oh, you're just giving me the freebie from your fucking flight. It's a fold-up toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a big part of childhood, like parents going away and bringing you back presents. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like my dad, he had to bring back a present. Like it was like, if he if he hadn't brought back a present, we wouldn't let him in the house. And even if it was just like some foreign Haribo or like a free wash bag, it was just there had to be something. My dad, so I used to like guilt trip my dad loads whenever he'd go traveling. I'd like try and emotionally mm. blackmail him into not going. So he once went to Australia to do like the press for the Lions tour. And I wrote him this really manipulative letter <laughs> being like, you are missing the most formative few months. I was in year six. You are going to miss the most formative few months of my life. Like, how can you be leaving me at this moment? Like, I was so desperate for him to not go. So I was like, and then that was the only like um, redeeming factor is that he'd come back with stuff. But once I was like 12 and he came back, he got me a fucking colouring in book. And I was so angry. Like I identified as a full grown adult. And I was like, why the fuck have you bought me a colouring in book? Who do you think I am? We didn't speak to him for weeks. (laughs) And that was when Alistair invented adult colouring books. Just to try and soothe his daughter. Pioneer. God, it's so funny. My parents are moving, kind of. Um, so we've been sorting through like all our old childhood things. And I was such a like freaky little teenager. Like, obviously, I know why. But, you know, I was like, out of school, sick, I got obsessed with crafts. And my mum opened this box. And it was just like all these weird little things I'd made my mum and dad as a teenager. So it's like, all these little cards I'd made them being like, I love you so much. And then like, you'd open like a matchbox and there'd be like a little rabbit that I'd like knitted inside the matchbox and it would be like I'm a little rabbit and I miss you and like I knitted I knitted a little figure of my mum like there's a million we were like why are there so many Altoid pins in this box and each one of them has a tiny little animal that I sewed and then made a little bed for it inside this box and it's just like it looks like I'm like a stalker of my parents because it's just like millions of letters I've written them being like I love you like good luck on your trip like good luck on your big bit of work like it's so you're like a number weird. one fan yeah yeah like Literally, if that yeah, got like found somewhere fan. else in the world they'd be like Emma and Richard we're afraid to say we've got to like put you under surveillance there's someone out there who's like trying to get you we're really worried about you but I'd spent so fucking long making these things you can't like throw them away like I think normally if your child gave you a card you throw it away but these are just sad because it's like I've clearly spent five days like sewing together this patchwork card um have I I've told you about my royal wedding breakdown yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I yeah. found that book. I mean should I yeah. tell that story yeah please okay <laughs> so you, you didn't say it on the podcast you were saying it to me and Tyler weren't you yeah oh yeah yeah I was so basically I was sorting through all my stuff from when I was a teenager and I came across this a2 um scrapbook a2 is like the size up from a3 it's fucking huge scrapbook and I was like what's this and I opened it and basically when I was 15 I was in kind of like the peak of my illness I had been out of school and sick and in bed for like over a year and I never had any interest in the royals my family has no interest in the royals like we are not a royal family if anything we're probably a bit anti-royal um you know, just like the pomp and circumstance of it. But I decided I was obsessed with William and Kate. So I made my life's job at that time was 
to prepare for the royal wedding, I knitted Prince William. I sewed myself a cape that had Prince William's face on. I cooked a full meal of Prince William's favourite foods and Kate's favourite foods. I was on every fucking forum. I made all these like little flags and little prep things and bunting with their faces on, cupcakes with their faces on. Um, and then I didn't sleep the night before the wedding. So I was just so excited. I had my cape on. I had my full dress. I sobbed the entire wedding. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing in the whole world. And then I made this A2 scrapbook and it has every single article written about the couple. Paid, cut out of a newspaper, stuck in this book with little notes from me. So it's like, remember at that time. <laughs> so you'll be on their surveillance watch as well. It, I mean, it looks like I'm going to kill them. It's the scariest thing in the whole world. And my captions are just like, isn't she beautiful? Yes, it's literally that. It's like, isn't she beautiful? And then like a million pictures of just Kate's face. And then like, let's break down what makeup look she had. And then like 20 pages dedicated to the guests with little like annotations from me as to what all the guests were doing. Like, it's the scariest thing in the whole world. And then at the end of the book, I written and the rest of their lives dot 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 because I was like I'm just gonna keep filling in this book the second I finished the book I never thought about them again I've never attracted <laughs> any of them again I'm glad it was truly like you know when people have really sp- specified mental illnesses on the thing like yeah yeah I yeah, just yeah. got obsessed I got obsessed oh and then there was also this thing in the Daily Mail where you could win a horseshoe that one of the horses wore at the wedding and obviously I hate the Daily Mail we've never had a Daily Mail in my house but I bought the Daily Mail every single day for two months cut out these coupons to try and win this horseshoe sent them off in a little envelope and I so thought I was going to win a horseshoe and then I didn't oh my god so that's that's right okay so there's (laughs) the thing is about that is like obviously so much to unpack but also like when you're so my dad I'm not comparing you to this moment my dad had this stalker who was a famous actress, she died recently, actually, I can't remember her name, but she used to send oh, yeah, her knickers the in the post um, to my dad, like, all the time, and she she actually, mm. she thought that they were in a relationship, and he, I'm, I'm not comparing you to that with the Kate William, but he actually was so, he so got it, he would, like, allow it to happen, because he was like, when, when you are in that mental illness thing of, like, being so obsessed with someone, as my dad has been in phases of his life, it's not like a crazy thing it's just like it's part of your mental illness you know what I mean yeah it's a coping mechanism totally and everyone around me was just like okay I guess this is how she's coping like she doesn't have any friends she's left school like I guess this is the new thing and in a way I really do think they kind of got me through that summer um because I had something to like throw all my energy into and I'm actually really grateful for them and for that But it was just, it is, it's really fascinating how all your kind of obsession and mental cracks can just be filled with something and it feels completely right and normal until you look back. You know what it's like? It's like whenever I'm going, whenever I'm going through like a bad place, if I'm not like in a relationship, I'll like obsess over being in a relationship with someone I don't know. And like to such an mm. extent that like, mm. you know, you you imagine everything and you like have fake conversations with them in your head. It's like that. That wedding though, Kate and William's wedding was really annoying me on my birthday. 
and I was so well I was happy because he got a day off but I was bare angry because I was like no one's talking about me like everyone's talking about them and I was really bitter about that wedding I remember watching my family being like okay can we turn it off now it's like it's my birthday god thank god we weren't friends then um yeah I do that with people I was having like a completely fake relationship with someone I've met once in my head and then I did all this stalking and figured out he's got a girlfriend it truly felt like he cheated on me yeah it's the worst actually it's the worst but you know what I'll also sorry yeah you go no you go no I was just gonna say one thing right just the thing that like me and like one of my friends who's also just become single like we've been talking about and like experiencing um there are so many men who will lie to you about being single when they're actually in a relationship and I just think stay woke girls like honestly be vigilant because men are absolute losers and they will tell you they're single and they're not totally 100% speaking of loser men and vigilant women we have been watching Love Island (laughs) welcome back Love Island we you know it's like we had we had the royal wedding and now we've got Love Island (laughs) um should we talk about Love Island a bit and then Real Housewives? Sorry if today's episode yeah. is a bit rambly. I just cannot face. Um, I I will be I'm a bit honest. Worst, worst. I'm not loving so far, but I'm willing to be won over. Um, there's just no one I feel invested in in any way, and there's no one that I like rate as a per. I like I actually like Kaz, and I would say that's probably it. I think she's jokes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Not to invalidate your feelings, um, but I do mm. think this is how we always feel at the beginning of Love Island. Like, 
Love Island is such a weird show because obviously it's on six nights a week and I almost feel you need a whole week of the show in order to get the kind of content and attachments you'd get normally in one episode of another reality show like it's so brief and I do feel we always start seasons going like I don't like any of them I miss our old friends and then within like a few weeks we kind of love them I'm quite enjoying this season I think I didn't watch that winter love island that was the last one that was on um and I, I didn't think either. that means I'm oh right well I'm just feeling I feel very far away from like the old seasons of it and I'm just loving it being back like I do just love it like I was, it was funny I was talking to my dad and I'm so over any like anti feminist criticism of Love Island like not that they're all not amazingly valid points but the way that I see it is just like if you're looking for feminism do not come to Love Island you know like if you're looking for anything good in the world don't go to Love Island like go somewhere else and just let Love Island be like but what surely that like point of view on Love Island is just so tired now like if people are still saying that it's like you know we've, we had this conversation five years ago move on I know move on anyway I'm enjoying it I kind of like uh Liberty and Jake I think are quite cute I like Kaz I was liking Sharon and Aaron last night I don't know I just think it's fun oh my god I was dying when Sharon and Aaron kissed and he had her foundation all over his face that absolutely killed me I think like I okay so um Jake walks around with these boxes that I cannot handle he's the kind of like muscly that I just can't handle like it's just too much for me but like he wears these tiny little boxes and then rolls them up like yeah. little hot pants he walks around <laughs> with them. um I, I actually do like what's her name Liberty yeah is that her name yeah I keep calling yeah. her Destiny I like Liberty um the girls are like all like great like it's not that it's just like but you're right it's like it's like getting to know people I was talking to Jack last night and he was like look it takes three weeks for me to learn all of their names anyway so then by the time I've learned all of their names then I'll be like fully invested in it I did like the bit where Faye called Brad a cunt and I did also really like the bit where yesterday when Chloe was just laughing at Brad not asking her questions like the amount of dates I've been on where I've been asked no questions and I'm really glad that men asking no questions has been given visibility on this national platform because it's a huge problem in the world um but the I also thing felt is, when is, yeah sorry no just when Faye was calling Brad a cunt I was like that's so me because she was like I don't care I don't care completely unrelated no you're a cunt and I was like, I've done that so many times where like someone's ghosted me and I'll be like, I honestly don't care that you ghosted me. I'm not bothered, but you are a bad person and you are going to hell. And those two yeah. things aren't related. I just needed you to know both of those. Yeah. Just an aside from just an the aside. Main point, you're a cunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine, but you're a cunt. But they're, they're not connected. They're, they're not, not even that's remotely not because connected. Because you ghosted me, you're just, no. you've always been a cunt. Like from when I met your... you, you were a cunt you're at your core just an evil person and you should go to hell but I'm really glad that we're not together yeah I'm I'm really really glad you go to me because I always thought you're a cunt Mm. um I agree like I thought that bit was really funny when Chloe was saying that because I 
you know, we've all had experiences with men, not just on dates, just men in a work environment or like men yeah. that you meet your friend's boyfriends who just won't ask you a single fucking question, even when you give them a really interesting tidbit. And there's so many questions for them to to go off of. You know, for example, I went on a date on Sunday and the guy, like I said, I was a comedian. Silence. Yeah. Nothing. I was like, there's so many things you can ask me from that. Silence. <laughs> Carried on talking. I was like, okay. I could be fucking Frankie Boyle. You haven't even found out. <laughs> like, you have so many more questions to ask me. Silent. Nothing. Nothing. Um, Nothing. So, yeah. But I also wanted, like, even when Chloe said it to Brad, she was like, I just feel like you've spoken for the last 10 minutes. And then he goes, oh, I feel like you've put me on the spot now. I, I don't know what questions to ask. I'm like, do you have a brain? I mean, just literally say, like, what do you, like, what's your stars like? <laughs> I know, well, I thought he introduced himself as a Libra, but he actually introduced himself as a labourer. He's just got such a thick accent. I heard it as Libra. <laughs> I it was that like, was funny, I'm though. Dead. I'm a Libra. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you are a man of my like, own heart. Are you like, oh my heart. God, my astrological bay? Yeah, bae really. introducing himself by his star sign. By the way, I'm putting this out into the universe. If anyone knows the time of birth of any of the Love Island contestants, please let me know because I do want to make all their birth charts. I was actually, I spent like half an hour trying to find all their mums on Instagram, but I couldn't find any of them, so. Well, or just DM their accounts and see if the people who are managing it um, will open the DMs, maybe. I think they're probably only opening the DMs to Pretty Little Thing. Yeah, and Boohoo. 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 I did um, an Instagram live on the Waterstones account. Maybe I'll message them from the Waterstones account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was hey, so tempted. Do you want to write a book? Also, what time was Faye born? Do you know? <laughs> yes. Do you want to write a book from Waterstones? Um, I did this Instagram live with the amazing Emma Barnett, and they give you like the Waterstones login, and it was like felt like such power. I was so tempted to like DM all these people and post about books, but obviously I didn't. If you could get one person in the world to open your DMs and answer, who would you pick? God, that's a good question. I don't really know. Who would you pick? I think it's tough because part of me would want to do it to like slide into someone's DMs. Like I'd love to, mm. you know, be in contact with a few, you know, Harry Styles, Anthony Joshua, like a few men like that. But then also I would love to just be in Kim Kardashian's inbox. I think it would maybe be Kim. I would just mm. love to chat and like have access to ask her questions. Same. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to be our Kardashians episode, but I wasn't ready to talk about the Kardashians because I feel so tired and sad. So that's going to be next week. Um, but let's get on to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Rahova. This episode, I actually loved this episode, which was also one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. I thought it was really joyful and like old school just fun I don't know if anyone else felt that yeah I enjoyed it you know what I would say like the highlights for me actually was like some of the ways that Rinna was talking about Scott Disick also like you know what killed me so basically just to recap like this is the episode where Lisa Rinna starts talking about the fact that her daughter Amelia is dating Scott Disick but like she was acting as though like they're having a baby it was like oh my god I'm gonna have three grandchildren I was like okay honey chill like they've they've just come out as a couple and they've gone to but a I thought party. That, that was also such an authentic mum thing like every time me or my brothers are dating someone my mum's like 
can't wait for the wedding like <laughs> can I see the bump like do they want to come on family holiday with us you know it's very mum to like over exaggerate your kid dating someone especially if your kid is dating like one of the main figures in the Kardashian family like and there's a bit where Rinna's like I was thinking about texting Chris but it's like why would I make it a big deal and I was like good for you like she clearly isn't like wanting to use this as clout she's just like okay my 19 year old daughter is dating an adult man with three children I know but I loved how it did remind me of why we used to love Rinna because she was just being so funny about it and Mm. I think a lot of the other women if they were in that situation would have made it so serious and dramatic like Kyle would have fucking freaked out and Rinna was just like giggling and being like do I call him lord and like no I know am I gonna be a grandmum to his three kids and then poor God I mean Garcelle who is so funny but so kind of weird as well like I feel Garcelle never does what you think she's gonna do but when she was kind of separate from that but when she was talking about her son becoming a stepdad to these kids which sounded like a great story and she was like you know he's actually now the most amazing stepdad and Rena was just like yeah I don't want her to become a stepmom to these three <laughs> Kardashian kids like it's a different situation she's 19 very different situation and also yeah. it's like Garcelle's story was like really sad and really like sweet because he'd like overcome all these problems but it was like Amelia dating Scott Disick is kind of different <laughs> so funny okay my favorite moment of the episode and maybe my favorite moment of like any Real Housewives moment ever I loved it so much I've watched it like three times was when Kyle is having dinner with her daughter, Portia, who we have seen Portia grow up. Like, Portia was first on the show when she was, like, four years old, right? And now she's, like, this kind of TikTok, grumpy TikTok tween. And Portia's got three sisters, and she's really close to them all, but she's especially close to this one. What's her name? Sophia. Sophia, yeah. Yeah. And Kyle's like, we've got a surprise for Portia because she's been so sad and she's been missing Sophia so much. And they're having dinner and she points to the window and Sophia, the sister, is standing there in a mask. And Portia's reaction is the best thing I've ever seen. You know what her reaction? Her reaction is like a believer finally seeing Justin Bieber in the flesh. Like that's what she freaked the fuck out and she couldn't even get up to the floor. No, she's like, no, no, no. She's like sobbing. She looks like she's in pain. She looks like she's been shot. She like can't even look at her. You know, for a second, I thought, because I didn't recognise Sophia, I thought it was like Charlie D'Amelio or something. She's wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, maybe they brought in, like, her favourite celebrity. And that's why she's having this reaction. But it was just her sister. That is so cute. Like, that is so cute. So cute. And then they're like, okay, Sophia's got a quarantine for two days. And then she goes, this is worse than when she was away. (laughs) She can't hug her. She can't hug her. I mean. No, but that's so cute. Imagine having, like, imagine being a teenage girl and having an older sister you actually love that much. Like, that is so cute. I've never seen anything like it. And it really made me think like, God, Kyle and Mauricio must be like actually great, great parents, parents because yeah. you have to be a really good parent. To, I mean, you can be a good or bad parent and your, your children can hate each other or love each other. But just like the level, I've never seen a level no. of that among siblings. It but also the they've got quite a big age thing. gap. You know, it's not yeah. like they were really close in age. So they were really close because of that. Like Portia's what she's at uni Sophia so she'll be at least like five six years older which yeah, like, in yeah, that yeah. Le- and they're so close they're so close and it's the sweetest thing and it was just like really heartwarming and beautiful I just 
bloody yeah, loved that, it. Yeah, that was so sweet. It was really sweet. And actually, I loved the bits of Kyle and Risto in that episode. Um, I Okay, so I just think, um, basically, the Crystal and Sutton thing, it's becoming this thing where it's like, you know, like in a friendship group where there's just like a, a fight that's going on for way too long. And I'm like, guys, yeah, and you can't on. explain how it started so long yeah. ago. Like, I can't believe this is still coming up when we're having dinner parties. And I actually, in, in, yes, in this week's episode, Crystal's starting to jar me a bit because like I just felt when she was being like, that is the definition of violating someone. I'm like, come on. Like, is this really yeah. the hill you're going to die on? Like, you're not coming across well. And it's also, it, she's coming across as someone who's actually aggravating someone who's clearly quite distressed about something. Like, it's really upset Sutton that Crystal has accused her of, like, violating, you know, that word Basically. is so much more violent than, like, what Sutton actually did, which is just be a bit weird. Um, yeah, I and just I didn't think, think Crystal came across well in that episode. No, and I think Crystal just, she she's starting to handle it quite badly. It was really interesting. I was watching Watch What Happens Live, which is this show that Andy Cohen, King of Bravo, does, like, every night after the show. <laughs> and he had Crystal on, and obviously this was filmed months ago, and they're talking about the whole violated walking in drama and Crystal's like oh my god I regret every part of it like I dealt with it so badly and then she on the show basically said like look I've got all these issues around my body because of my eating disorder and it just really triggered something in me and really upset me but what I think the mistake Crystal's making is if she said to them all look what she did was normal but because of me and my issues I felt violated that would be fine that's really different it's really different from going, look, you categorically violated me. Dictionary definition, anyone would have felt this way. And it's like, that's never just advice to the world. That is never a way to win an argument. If you go into a dispute saying, this is how you made me feel. I know it might be irrational, but because of my past, this is how you made me feel. Sutton, I think we're just apologizing. They'd all get it. Yeah, without a doubt. But I think when, and that's what I mean, and she'll watch this series back and see like, Kathy on that trip was going into everyone's rooms in the middle of the night and no one was being like you violated me and then she'll realize that like what she's doing is it's it's decreasing her points so much because she could just say what she says in the VTs of like it's because of my history with my body image but it was just there's this scene where they're having a dinner party and she's like I'm not backing down on the use of the word like it was a violation I'm just like babe like come on yeah I wish you could just see yourself anyway that's good that she like realizes that yeah also speaking of what happens live if you don't watch it they put all the clips on YouTube and I have really been getting into it because you just get these Andy's such an amazing interviewer like he just asks the most insane questions and um, Kathy Hilton was on it, and she—I mean, she was on it with Crystal and Nikki Hilton was the bartender. There's like always a bartender, and um, Kyle was in the audience. And look, I love Kathy. I think this is the real Kathy because he's asking her all these questions, and she's talking about her friendship with Michael Jackson. And apparently, look, none of us like Michael Jackson now or agree with him at all, but. Kathy lives in a different universe and Kathy and Michael Jackson were friends since they were teenagers and they both made a pact to call their kids Paris which is why both their kids are called Paris and she's just got all these like insane stories about Michael Jackson and like how much Michael Jackson and Paris loved each other because they were both like kids at heart I mean it's really fascinating like she's just and she says you know she was on the show for like half an hour she says like 
all these huge stories that could in themselves be like a memoir just off her tongue like she has lived a wild life yeah can I just say when she referred to Dorit as the English girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) and Dorit was like I'm not English PK is English but also she I know, said that because she couldn't remember Dorit's name. Couldn't remember her name. She was like, so she I goes, had the English sister, girl. I had yeah. my sister, I had Erica, I had the English girl, the lovely little English housekeeper. Who is that girl? Who is that English girl? She's that just in her own me. world. It's so funny. And also she doesn't seem to remember anything that's happened on the show so far like she's like you know that 51st date she's like Drew Barrymore every time she shows up it's like a brand new day like she doesn't remember anything you know she did this Instagram live with Kyle and she didn't know what channel the show was on she was like oh yeah the show's airing she was like how do you watch that show what channel's it on and Kyle was like bravo oh my god I love her I love her I know that's kind of like, I want to be that level of disengaged when I'm that age. <laughs> I really don't want to be connecting to anything real. I don't want no, to be, I don't want to be someone that people rely on as like no. a source of like what happened. At the, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be, oh, Grace is coming for a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No pressure. Um, And also, if you're a New York fan, Sonia Morgan was on. Sonia Morgan was on Watch Happens Live and she has the wildest stories like she has lived a life um why who who is she like what's her connection she's to the world one of she's one of the old school New York housewives but she was married to a Morgan which is like a big American banking family and she's just got all these stories about like her friendship with Elizabeth Taylor and Madonna and Princess Diana and Elton John like it's just those people that have lived in New York their whole life and have these kind of mad mad histories love um love well should um, we should we okay so i um obviously we, we've done below deck to death i think um yeah. but yeah. but we can still basically i just wanted to say this story right so i know you haven't really gotten through season four right but there's this kate the chief stew in season four has got this girlfriend called ro and then last night, because I've been watching, I've done four seasons of Below Deck and I've started Below Deck Med now. Um, and I was like, I haven't actually looked at any of their Instagrams um, because I didn't really think that they would, because you see them as like their staff on a boat and you don't think they're actually going to be mad famous. But like Ben is like That's a celebrity That's all chef. I do. Every time I'm watching a reality show, all I do is just look at all their Instagrams. The whole time. So then I was Googling Kate and I found this mad story from 2016. And she got arrested because she bit Ro, her girlfriend, really, really badly. Like she physically bit her like all over her body. They got into this huge fight and it's mad. And then I was reading, and then I was, okay, so basically I was reading about it. They had a fight. Uh, Ro was like hitting her. Then Kate like bit her all over her body and got arrested. Anyway, like that's really sad that that happened. But then I was like thinking about the way that their relationship is on the show because basically there's this bit where Ro comes to visit her and it's so clearly toxic because like they couldn't be around anyone without being like on top of each other. They were kissing the entire time. It felt like and Ro whenever like Kate would like not be giving her attention, Ro would be like hello. And it's like signs like that. And I was there watching it when it happened, when I was watching it, it was like years ago, but like when I was watching it being like, that relationship looks really unhealthy. Like it looks like there would be a lot of domestic shit going on. And then I read this and she got 
yeah, she got fully arrested. That's so insane. I have to say, I did know that, but I wanted you to find out on your own because it's such a juicy bit of gossip. I just need to quickly answer this phone call. Give me two seconds. Hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, can I call you back in like 10? I'm still on the podcast with Scarlett. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Dog. Love that. Um, <laughs> let's. What? Okay. Let's we talk about what else we've been consuming. Yes. You go. So one thing. Well, I've got two things. My gorgeous cousin and best friend Anna Morrissey has an amazing clothing brand called Tummy Ache, and every quarter she releases a Tummy Ache magazine online and the new issue just came out and it's so wonderful she just curates like the most amazing articles um my other friend jasmine wrote an article for it it's just really lovely and um yeah just follow tummy ache and i think it's really great i forgot like amazing yeah she does it so well and like there is something just so nice about reading like really well written beautiful articles um, and then very different from that, Olivia Rodrigo, this is, of course, an Olivia Rodrigo stan podcast. She was on that YouTube show, Hot Ones. Do you watch Hot Ones? <gasps> I love Hot Ones. Oh, my God, I'm going to watch that today. Yeah, it's so is good. It great? She does the, the Yeah, she does the vegan cauliflower wings. Basically, Hot Ones, everyone watches Hot Ones. But this YouTube show where this really great interviewer interviews celebrities as they eat progressively hotter and hotter hot wings um and she's so good and she's so sweet and she hates spicy food and she just like you really get an insight into how analytical and clever she is about her image and her career and like her songwriting it's really good okay great I watched that um I'm gonna be honest I don't think I have any recommend any more recommendations like (laughs) Love Island Below Deck and Real Housewives it's really it's really keeping me going yeah, well, we're um, back in Love Island season I, as well, so that's a big commitment. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot. It's a lot because I usually have an hour a day dedicated to like watching new stuff. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, and you know what I'll recommend I mean, is it is the Euros because I don't give a shit about football, but the fact that we might win, oh my god, I'm gas. I mean, tomorrow it's we're playing Ukraine and we're. I don't want to jinx it, but I really think we're going to win. And then I think we'll be in the semifinals. I'm just really excited about that. Me and Jack, who's like my gay best friend, um, not to be stereotypical, but he is my best friend and he's gay. Not, I don't want people to think it's my boyfriend. We <laughs> literally don't give a shit about football, but whenever we speak, we end every conversation with, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me really yeah. happy. I haven't really gone into it this year, but I am happy. My brothers are very happy. We did a family draw for the Euros and I got stitched up and got all the bad teams. So all my teams are out. Oh, no. Well, I got Poland, so I was out ages ago. But yeah, anyway, that is fun. And it's just it is just a nice thing. I remember in 2018 when it was the World Cup, when we got to the semifinals and just for a very brief moment, like everyone in my life was really happy and excited. We just had something to be really like joyful about. Um, so that it just is nice. I just I do like. It I is. mean, I I'm not like a football obsessive at all, but I like the way that football can make people feel that way. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right, I think this is probably okay, Miss Queen of Root Canal. I was going to apologize. I hope you feel better, energy, but I kind of think this is the vibe of the podcast. 
no, I think this is really fun. Now um, I need to okay, go get in the everyone, shower because I look disgusting. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share. If you've got a friend that loves reality TV, send us over to them. DM us what you want us to talk about if there's any new recommendations. Um, yeah, we love you all. We love people listening in the comments and everything. Yes, thank you. Love you. Bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.